Good afternoon, everyone. This is uh, Matt DeMarinas and Alex Sindelar from White and Blue Review, uh, joining you from TD Ameritrade Park after another series loss in the Big East for the Creighton Blue Jays. Uh, they fall to Seton Hall this weekend. Uh, they won Friday 4-2. Lost two to one on Saturday, then three to nothing on Sunday to fall to five and nine in Big East play, right? Correct. So that guarantees their first losing season in the Big East since they joined the league back in twenty fourteen. Um, so obviously, guess your general thoughts. Uh, I guess we'll start with Friday, the good day, like we did last weekend, and we'll slowly have to anger the folks as we go along <laughs> because it doesn't get better from that point on. Um, I mean, Ryan Tappany again. Probably wasn't, you know what, actually, we probably can talk about, like, not super Tappany this time, because he wasn't, you know, overwhelming, but he was really good again. And he beat Seton Hall's ace, uh, Shane McCarthy. Um, I wouldn't quite call him your ace. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But, I mean, he's the guy that has been a workhorse for him over the years, so, you know, they put him in that Friday spot for a reason. So, I would, yeah, I would agree with you, though. That's a good point. Um, but Tappany was good enough again to get the job done, proved to 8-1 on the year. Jonah Smith was lights out in the bullpen, and Creighton scored just enough runs um, to get the job done. What was your impressions of what they did well on Friday and why they started the weekend off so well? I, I think Friday you kind of figured out Seton Hall's a decent team. It's yeah up and down that lineup. I mean, it's not you mean like... You felt like both teams played well and Creighton was good enough to win, right? Right, exactly. So, I mean, if you look at Georgetown last weekend, Georgetown's not a very good team. And Seton Hall's a legitimately good team, mm-hmm. like a team that could potentially win the Big East tournament and then go on and actually make some noise and, you know, post some play. Uh, so, you know, Friday, it, it kind of looked like, wow, this is this is actually good baseball yeah. for the most part. It's a great baseball game. Tapney pitched well. McCarthy pitched, I mean, he pitched Found to the strike his, zone, for well, sure. He, he pitched to his numbers. Yeah. I mean, because he came in with a, a you know, four-something ERA and he gave up four runs, mm-hmm. so... I think, I think, Seton Hall. You, you kind of got the glimpse of you know they're a very aggressive team. They like to take take extra bags. They they enjoy putting pressure on defenses. So there's a lot of things that Seton Hall did right. There was kind of a breath of fresh air to see as far as Big East play is concerned. Sure. Because um, normally it's about who makes the least amount of mistakes, right? Right. Yeah. And you know Will Robertson. I mean he he was dynamite. He hit the two big hits. Yeah. Solo, was, solo shot to start it. Yeah, and then the so, uh, what the the go ahead was it a go ahead? No, it was the insurance one, right? Yeah, it was the double to the left. Yep. Yeah, but he used all the all the fields. The home run was pulled to the right field bullpen, and the RBI double was left center, to left yeah. center. Yep. yep, which he doesn't do too often. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, it's it's kind of nice to see him kind of round out his his batting profile at least on Friday night. It was like, wow, Will, <laughs> yeah, you know, good shit, buddy. And then you know. <laughs> Maybe the rest of the week we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Not so much, but uh, nice to see an, an all-field hitter and a power hitter uh, that Creighton has in the middle of the lineup. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what did you see on, on Friday that kind of gave you a, a ray of hope that maybe Creighton could pull this off? Um, probably the energy level, um, you know, in when they were taking infield, I think it was a lot different than it was for Georgetown. I don't, I don't know that I felt like the Georgetown – or their approach to the Georgetown series was poor, it was just notable because there wasn't a whole lot of, like, chatter. There wasn't a whole lot of energy or bouncing around, guys goofing off and, like, playing loose. And and I feel like that's when the, this team 
I feel like when they're when they found that happy medium between loose and like business like and focus, they're they're really good because I think they need to be a little bit loosey goosey. You know, you see different teams over the years that when they get loosey goosey, they lose all focus and mental mistakes happen and all that. I think this team makes more mental mistakes when they're playing. Tight. They're tight. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's just what I've seen. So the Georgetown series, I felt like. It looked like they were taking the business approach to it. Like, this is a team we should beat, have to beat, all that sort of thing. Um, there there was no doubt an element of fatigue because it was finals week and all that. So that was a factor in their energy level. Um, and they came out, and honestly, Friday last weekend, they didn't play well. Georgetown just played worse. And then Saturday and Sunday, they played poorly and lost both games. Um, this weekend, the energy was great on Friday. I, I mean, you know, taking infield, taking BP, it looked like all the guys were engaged and having a good time and just, like, Happy to be at the ballpark. The weather was perfect. There was no really reason to complain about the situation. And they came out and they played really well. Because I thought both teams played well on Friday. And then, so for it to be a game that you feel like either team has played well enough to win, and for Creighton to win a game like that, you feel like you almost sent a message to their dugout. Like, look, you just, you put one of your best foot foot forward right there. You know, it wasn't, maybe you can argue it wasn't your best game, but it wasn't a game where you lost it and gave it to us. It was Creighton took it, you know what I mean? They just played better. So that's that's that was the encouraging thing on Friday. And just talking to the coaches and talking to the players of the game, it felt like the there was a lot of momentum kind of being a lot of momentum brewing. Mm-hmm. If they could put together another one on Saturday with Preston Church on Sunday, they feel like they're in a good position, you know what I mean? To build some momentum here finally to start the month of May, um, to get into the Big East tournament and then just let the chips fall from there. Um it didn't stay that way though, which was, I think that's probably the most alarming thing is they stay. This team has been wildly inconsistent, not just from like, in terms of putting together whole nine inning games, which was a problem earlier in the season, but now from game to game they can't even sustain it, which is interesting. I think because that's a problem because you can almost, it almost looks like they're settling in on their like they can play well, but then you're almost waiting for something the other shoe to drop. You know what I mean? Because right. you're not really sure who shows up the next day. And that's, that's, that's an issue from uh, a spectator's perspective because you're trying to find the right, okay, when do you know this team's playing well? They just really they just really haven't for a while. They've been really up and down. And I think now as the pressure mounts because now they've, they've dug themselves a hole, they were kind of in it. It was like a rut at first. Now it's a deep hole. They can't lose any more Big East games, and they still probably need help to get into the tournament. Um, so that was on Friday. It felt like they took a step forward. Saturday, I mean, I give credit to Seton Hawks. I thought they pitched pretty well. Yeah, Ricky Devito was he was nails. Yes, I mean that, that's probably the hardest throwing pitcher that Creighton has seen this year. No doubt, I'm guessing. Uh, I mean, because you know, I mean, just talking to you know Connor Gondosky at the game, he's like, well, he was hitting ninety two to ninety four. Yeah, his fastball. Low to mid nineties for sure. Yeah, and I mean that's I mean that's majorly almost majorly kind of shit that they're mm-hmm. seeing, and so. You can understand why Creighton's why Creighton's offense was you know dialed back a little bit because that's that's a powerful opposition they have on the mound that they're going up against. But I mean, Mitch Reagan pitched really well. He did. Uh, I mean, better than I think he's pitched for the most part all year. I mean, the one one I don't know if you you've got a game in mind where he pitched better, but I mean, the last I thought the last two weeks he's given Creighton a chance to. To have to, you know, to take to clinch series, you know yep. what I mean. Georgetown, he, his swing and miss rate was insane. Um, he, he he got a little bit tired on Saturday, 
you know, late, and that cost him. But in the sixth inning, yeah, yeah. But I still think that's that's probably his threshold. Now we can probably say safely is you, you kind of have to have someone ready because if you look at, I think his three ball counts on the last two Saturdays have been really good until you get to that middle part of the game, and then all of a sudden third time through lineup. Yeah, yeah. So um, he probably. Was in there just a little bit long, and then got a little bit tired, got into some trouble, and then you walk the bases loaded. Yep, and, and then and then it's a tough situation for a reliever to come in because right. Grant Springer came in and walked the run in, and then was nails from that point on, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. so like he Springer didn't. Springer was awesome. I mean, the slider <laughs> was insanely good. He threw it almost exclusively. I mean, if you were to say fastball slider combination, it was probably. 70 30, and that's probably on the light side. He probably threw more sliders than that. Yeah. Think. Well, I mean, because he started, I mean, when he inherited bases loaded, mm-hmm. and he started off with a strikeout. Was yes. It, I mean, yes. A strikeout or a pop out? Yes. A strikeout. You know, and then he threw four straight balls, which were all borderline. I mean, he was hit, I mean, he was just off the zone. Right. It's not like, you know, he was throwing all these in the dirt. He was, he was hunting in the zone. No, he was able to throw the slider, slider for strikes, legitimate strikes, not just yes. like deceptive swings and misses. Like, yeah. He got him in the zone, so. And it's nice to see Springer do that because, I mean, since he got here last year, you haven't really seen a great deal of success from Grant Springer. I mean, you, you haven't. You in terms seen, of outings? Like, like he's more of like a guy down, you, yeah. Out, right, yeah, right, because right. typically Ed uses him as a loopy situation. Yes, yes. I mean, he, he puts him in for lefties only, and then he pulls him, and he puts Boyer in if there's a Friday coming up next. And that was kind of weird to see on Saturday night, the fact that he rode Springer as long as he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, with righties and lefties, I was like, at some point he's got well, to probably started with, <laughs> probably started with Jonah Smith on Friday. We didn't talk about him, but Ed left him in because he was the hot arm out of the bullpen that was pitching well, and he kind of rode that momentum. He did the he same thing. With, yeah, he did the same thing with Springer on Saturday um, to kind of limit the damage and keep Seton Hall there so Creighton's offense could have a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again here Sunday, the same thing. The bullpen, the bullpen that it was kind of funny because after the Nebraska game, Creighton, where Creighton hung on to win, it was like the the common knowledge was that the bullpen was the weak link of the team. The offense was really good, and the starting pitching was coming along. Yeah, it's can they close out games and hold on to leads? And it's crazy how quickly that flipped. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? No shit. Yeah, because they really struggled against Nebraska to to hold on to that ten to one lead. Okay. And then they come into Georgetown, and now everything, the, the, script, the script got flipped completely. The offense went to the tank. The bullpen started to pick it up. The starting pitching in the bullpen were outstanding. Could have won all six of these games. Mm-hmm. Good enough on the mound to win all six of these games. The offense just disappeared. Yeah. Just disappeared. I mean, it mean, happens in baseball. You're right. right. And we, we brought that up with Ed, and Ed said that, you know, that's, you know, it, it happens. You know, the, the fact that his, his bats went completely cold. Yeah. He's but like, it's just it's just they you can't and you got to for Creighton you can't have it happen now and you know like I said it's you know it's Seton Hall's pitching is that's good it's a good pitching yeah. staff I mean Matt Leon at the back end of the bullpen is he's the two dynamite. Guys, the two guys really that pitched at the end on Saturday were really good I, I mean Matt yeah. Matt Leon got lucky a little bit because a few of those balls get straightened out and they're both out of the ballpark yep like so his fastball was <laughs> his fastball was not very sharp on. Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I thought Sawyer pitched well too for Seattle. Yeah, Sawyer was really good. Lefty, he looked like he threw pretty hard too. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just kind of keep him in. Mm-hmm. He, he only threw sixteen pitches, so mm-hmm. it's like if, if you wanted to save Leon for today, you know, maybe. But Seton didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's so, so, what he's doing. Yeah. So Creighton comes into Sunday. They won four two on Friday. They lost two to one on Saturday. 
there's not really a lot of alarm bells ringing, although you know that Sunday is an extremely important game. Right. I mean, when we were walking out of here last night, we were like, oh, Preston Church is throwing in the biggest game of his career. Pretty much, right? Yeah. yeah. No pressure. Uh, and so sure enough, that's it's what it was. Mm-hmm. This is the this was a, a huge game. They needed, there's it, so was, much, it was almost do or die. So much sat on the hinges of this game. Mm-hmm. It, Creighton had to win it, and they did. Yeah. They straight up didn't. The, what do you think? What do you think the Preston obviously wasn't his best self today. Um, I mean, he lasted sixty-seven pitches. He worked out to some quick innings. He had four nine-pitch innings, so it's not like he was. Um, in jams all afternoon and ran his pitch count up early and got out of there. But, I mean, he only threw 13 first pitch strikes to 23 hitters. He got no swings and misses on any of his 67 pitches, 10 fly ball outs. Obviously, one was deposited into the bleachers over the right over the left field bullpen. So, I mean, that one three-run inning obviously did him in, but, it, you know, it felt like he, he wasn't um, his normal. There was something a little bit off by his performance today. Yeah, it wasn't. He didn't get rocked, but I mean. No, but I, I think that might come with. Um, it, it might come with a lot more scouting too. I mean, because okay. now you have you have Preston Church on film. Yeah, he has worked a against lot of press. Yeah, teams, yeah, exactly. I mean, and now he's he's no longer unknown, and so you know you're gonna you need to lift the ball against him because sure. he's a fly ball pitcher. He leaves things up in the zone that you know if if you don't swing and miss at, you can lift into mm-hmm. the outfield. And you know you got Jordan Hobie playing left field Saturday and Sunday, and I mean especially today on Sunday, it's you know you might might want to test him a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know you got a re- relatively fresh face out there in left field who hasn't played a lot of, a lot of outfield, and so I mean I think that that kind of builds into it is the fact that he is a fly ball pitcher. He's going to struggle. He mm-hmm. can't get ground outs. He can't get GIDPs. It's it's hard to to have. I mean, he had a lot of quick innings, but they did a lot of damage in that. A lot of stuff was in the air. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, Seton Hall was lifting a lot of a lot of his stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, it's, yeah, it's, it, I mean, he pitched, I would say he pitched well enough to win, but he wasn't sharp in, compared to his counterpart. Because once Billy Lane settled in for Seton Hall, yeah, I mean, he had, like, essentially a no-hitter going for 8+. plus. Yes. He was just, Creighton got nothing against him. They had a chance early, again, running on third, one out. Same thing they had Saturday. They couldn't deliver in the first inning. They had it in the second inning this time. Running on third, one out, um, two cracks at it, couldn't drive him in. And I, it felt like that deflated them to the point where they were ready to kind of be beaten. And then the three-run inning was like, that was almost, like, almost like we couldn't, almost like Creighton couldn't recover from that, like, you know, when 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 you're in the dugout and you know you're scuffling, and then you know you've already had a chance with a runner on third and one out and didn't get it done for the second day in a row, and then Seton Hall hangs a three spot on you, you feel yeah, yeah, you you feel like you yeah. feel like that's a pretty deflating moment right there in the game. Yeah, when you're not hitting at all to begin with, it's yeah. how do you come back from that? Yeah. How do you come back from you? Because it snowballs mentally, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you have a huge shift in in momentum. You know, if you get that runner on third, if you get Struns home. With one out, I'm sorry, but I mean that's that's usually Ed Service's bread and butter. Yeah, you know you find got, one way to do it. Whether whether you hit it legitimately or you squeeze it home, one uh, right? Way around. And I'm surprised they didn't they didn't try that. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that Ed didn't call for a squeeze one at that particular point in time. I mean, well, why not? You have <coughs> nothing to lose, and it can get your team jump started. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if you know that the runs are 
like he came into the series knowing that runs were going to be at a premium. Right. You should. At that point, I think you're trying to manufacture as many as possible, right? Yeah, I mean, especially today. I mean, this is a yeah. must-win game. Yeah. And you're going to let him die on third base? I'm like, that's, that's insane. That's, and that's so against everything that I've seen out of Ed Service previous to this year. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's been kind of making those mistakes where, where as opposed to squeezing the defense a little bit and putting pressure on them, he's letting these guys just kind of swim away. Yeah, it was an interesting situation because they had they had opportunities this weekend. I mean, they, when you look at like getting outscored five to one over a course of two days, you think yeah. if you allow five runs over two days, you win both those games. Absolutely. Like you feel like you've done enough, and they had opportunities offensively to to you know put runs on the board. They just didn't do it. It's one of those situations where now for two weekends in a row, in and especially on Sundays when they've had must win situations. Like I said, this team. We've now seen it, like, the pressure gets the better of them. Yeah. Because they don't perform well under it. No. So when you look at – when you, let's just talk about Sunday. <clears throat> because Saturday isn't much better. Like, but the last two Sundays – so against Georgetown, with runners on base, they were 1 for 20. And with runners in scoring position, they were 0 for 15 on Sunday. This Sunday, today, against Seton Hall, they were 1 for 11 with runners on base and 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position. So – over the last two Sundays where they've come into that knowing it's a rubber match, win, and you get the series, Creighton went 2-for-31 with runners on base and 0-for-22 with runners in scoring position. You can't do any worse if you don't bring a bat up there. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's practically what that was. Yeah. I, I don't know what, I mean, what happened. I, don't, I mean, it's, it, it's hard to put a finger on, but it feels like pressure. It feels like the pressure of... Like, like the mental pressure of because there is to get it that's here. something that athletes deal with. It's like the pressure of the moment right. and being able to rise to the occasion. Like there was a there was a you know it it was a two very important games on Sunday because Creighton's fighting for its Big East tournament life here. They're trying to get into that thing, and they knew how important both Sunday games were. So like knowing that put a lot of pressure on them because remember a couple weeks ago when we asked them. Um, if they knew where they were in the Big East innings, if they were under, if they were aware of the situation that was developing here, they said, "No, we don't pay attention to that stuff." Right. And so, they, so there's a they, reason they don't pay attention to it then, because they know the pressure of it probably is a bad thing. Right. So, but and they proceed to lose two consecutive series. Right. So it's one of those things now where the pressure of that moment clearly affected them in a negative way. They didn't, they didn't rise to the occasion like they needed to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's. It's on them. It's not. I mean, we can pick apart this and that and here and there, but like when you hit when you hit two for thirty one with runners on base and zero for twenty two when you got runners ready to score. That's that's you just got to make a play. You know what I mean? That's what it goes. It goes across all sports. You know, we talked about it with with basketball and why what happens in March and things like that. You know, pressure has a way of like highlighting your flaws or highlighting your strengths and like. You're either a hero or a goat in those situations. So that's that's what it comes down to for athletes. Mm-hmm. It's not fair that they, you know, get judged in a moment like that. But you know that that when you look at the reasons that Creighton lost these last two series, I don't think you have to go beyond that statistic because that's pretty that's pretty alarming. You don't think a team that went two for thirty one with runners in scoring position won that game? You know what I mean? Yeah. You wouldn't think that's enough. I know. So and it wasn't. So that's that's where that's the situation they're in now. They've lost those two Sunday games that they needed to win in order to win those series. 
and you know that would put them in the the driver's seat to at least feel comfortable going into Villanova three games against the worst team in the league that hasn't won yet. That's all you all you gotta do is not, you know, just perform to your standard, and you're probably in the Big East tournament. Now they have to not only sweep Villanova, they have to get some help. Yeah, they got they they gotta get lucky. They do. They gotta get really really lucky. Um, and it's crazy because they're gonna play they're gonna play. Nebraska and UNO on Tuesday and Wednesday this week. Yes. Which is probably not a great time to have those two games because you're going to wear out your bullpen for games you need. But, I mean, it's, part of, it's part of baseball. It is. So then you're going to go to Villanova and end your Big East season and hopefully do enough, you know, win those three games and then come back. And then you're going to come back and play Cal while other teams in the Big East are still kind of deciding their fate. So that's going to be a really stressful... Because the Cal series is gonna feel like, what are we doing? Why are we not just? I know. I mean, why are we not just sitting around? That. It's it's gonna be like wasted energy. Yes. Because it won't matter. Other than the fact that it's it's simply saying we beat a Pac-12 team. Sure. I mean, maybe from their perspective, it's like, well, we did a thing that maybe will be remarkable. Okay. And but it's, we have no other games after no. this, so we get to. And I mean, it's, and, off, and it's wild too because if let's say Creighton beats. Nebraska and UNO, and then wins the series against Cal. I'd argue their non-conference resume is good enough to earn an at-large bid if they were like to say make the Big East title game. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. I would make that argument. Yeah. But the fact that they might put together a non-conference resume good enough to make the NCAA tournament and not even make the Big East tournament. Yeah. That to me just like is that's 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 a bizarre world. I don't think I've ever considered <laughs> for this baseball team. Did I mean? Did you ever? Did you ever picture a world where Creighton was good enough in out of conference play? No. To be a regional team, but the Big East was what tripped them up. No, I, I never would have imagined that. But this is something I was thinking about. Is I mean, if you're a Creighton baseball fan, you're listening to this, and you're I mean, you're a diehard. You just you, you just fucking love the Jays, mm-hmm. and you. Imagine, you just want to know why. <laughs> and I told you before the season started. I said, Creighton swept Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, just hypothetically. You're playing out what's going to, okay. Yeah. Swept Nebraska. Um, you know. Split with Wichita. One series against Cal. One yeah. series against Minnesota. Mike Cavoti hit a walk-off home run against yeah. Wichita. Against Wichita. Wichita State. They went out to Minnesota, home. won two out of three. Yes. Let's say they would take two out of three from Cal. You're like, oh, yeah, regionals, baby, finally. You, well, I mean, you'd be stoked, right? Wouldn't, I would and think if, so. And if I told you, well, they, they finished with... <laughs> With five wins in cup, I mean, it's if or like eight wins, and then, yeah, they yeah, got left out of the wins. Big East tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. And they stayed home. I don't think that would ever be like nah. But I mean, I mean, if you're if you're a Creighton baseball fan, would you take or, it? Well, yeah. Oh, right. so now you're saying like you, you, now you're wondering is it good enough if they don't make the regionals, but they have like they go three and zero against the Huskers. Yes. Uh, don't lose to UNO. They've beaten Wichita once. Right. Like, like they've done all they've done, but they just didn't make the Big East tournament. Type yeah. Of deal. Oh, interesting. As opposed to making the Big East tournament and then losing it in the Big East tournament. Or... Well, because they've already done that before. Right. They've already disappointed in the no non-conference shit. and lost in the Big East tournament. Exactly. Like you've seen that play out. Like, so maybe they just... Yeah, that's an interesting is, question. Maybe this is just question. one of those years where it's like dominance against the opponents that matter. I still don't think that will sit well either way. In a conference I, I think I think the thing that's like... I think the thing that probably most people expected when the move was made was that baseball wouldn't have a problem in conference play and that they would be a consistent regional team. So the fact that they're now going to finish up year five and they haven't made a regional and are looking like they might not make another one, 
Yeah, they, they, that one is probably. I get, here's. I'll go back a little bit further since we're talking about hypothetical scenarios. If we were to lay them out, if I were to tell you, as Creighton moves to the Big East, that after five years baseball would have zero regional appearances, you probably would have called me crazy. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but they, I guarantee, like when but, you think about that, you probably thought Creighton would have multiple appearances, probably like a four out of five. With one unlucky year or something like that, with one down transition year. Right. You didn't think the Big East was going to... I don't think anybody thought the Big East was going to be as big of an obstacle as it has been. And the fact that yeah. it might even knock them out when they actually put together a good... Like, their RPI right now, it's crazy. It's probably not going to stay this way because Villanova... They have two games with UNO and three with Villanova that are both 280-plus teams. Yep. Um, so that's that RPI is going to crater whether they win or lose those games. Um, but if... RPI right now is around the... It's 53 coming into today. Yeah. Had they won today, they would be in position, like, if they, let's say they sweep Cal and beat Nebraska one more time, mm-hmm. to have a good enough resume to be an at-large team. Yeah. But, like, again, it's one of those situations where you're like, as a committee member, are you going to say, oh, Creighton's got a good RPI, good non-conference wins, what they do in the Big East tournament? They didn't make it. Like, that's one of those things where it's like, that's the hurdle that's like a mountain. You don't clear that, you know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's almost like a non, non-discussion non at that point. Like, how do they not make the Big East tournament when the Big East is, what, 13th best league, 14th best league right now right. in RPI? That's, that's, that's a huge stumbling block. Big time. So do you think Creighton makes the Big East tournament? No. Because that's what we're down to right now. They have Villanova who is winless. Yes. At Villanova. And they've had their way with Villanova before. Like, it's not a team that they've historically struggled against. They probably will sweep them. If they don't, they probably don't, they don't deserve to be in the biggest tournament anyway. So let's just get that out there right now. I'm not going on a living trying to put pressure on them. If they don't sweep Villanova, they're not in the biggest tournament. So they should sweep them because they're just a better baseball team. And they have historically dominated that series. So let's assume Creighton sweeps them and finishes 8-9 and nine in league play. The one game, obviously, against Butler that got banged because of the snow. Um, they had to play at SIU Edwardsville. Um, does that do they get lucky? Do they does eight and nine find a way to get them into the top four? No. So who is in? Do you think Butler and Georgetown stay up there then? Georgetown's probably in a really good position now. Yeah, Georgetown's in a golden position. They only have to win one more game. Boy, did they get Villanova at the right time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Georgetown swept Villanova again this or this weekend to go seven and five. I think they are in Big East play now. So Georgetown, no matter what Creighton does, Georgetown only needs to win one more game. Correct. To get into the Big East tournament. Who does Georgetown have left? They what? have uh, Butler and. Uh, that's it. No, so, they have Butler and someone else. Butler and Seton Hall. Hold on. I'm bringing up roster. They're at they're at Butler though. I think next. I had it last week. Um, so they get yeah they get Butler next. Yeah. They get Butler and then Seton Hall. So Georgetown, yeah. honestly, they're at Butler and they're hosting Seton Hall, and they need to win one of the next six to clinch a spot. I think Georgetown's going to get swept by Seton Hall. Okay. Uh, but they only need to beat one or two against Butler to make it. Then. Correct. Because Creighton can't jump them. Right. And the most wins Creighton can have is eight. Yep. Actually, you know what? They can jump them. Percentage points. Yeah. Oh, my God. Eight out of 17, nice. eight out of 10. So, yeah, George, they can actually catch Georgetown. Yeah. I stand corrected on that. Because Georgetown will play 18 games unless one of them gets rained out. So, yeah, it's... God, the is so weird. It is. It's so bizarre this year. Um, yeah, it's one of those scenarios where Creighton's in a bad spot. Yeah. Which is crazy because they seem like they're having a good season. I don't think I would categorize this season as a poor one. 
No. And it's interesting because it's, last season felt like a poor season. They still won a regular season title. Well, I mean, it, it's so it's, strange what has gone on the last two years. It, it feels. I mean, last year was one eleven start. Like, yeah, a misnomer because yeah. it was like here's a bunch of. I mean, here's a bunch of babies. They are. Throw them out on a baseball much. field and figure it out. Yeah, have fun at D1, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that was last year. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, Mike Modi's still there, so thank mm-hmm. God. He's the only thing powering this team, and they they figured it out. I mean, it took them 15 games, and they were like, wow, okay, we're playing baseball. It's the thing we've done for a while. Yeah, I think they won like 11 or 12 in a row. Yeah. yeah. They, I, no, I think they got to nine in a row. I don't think they no, got No, they got double digits. Did they get yeah. double digits last year? Shit. Tim Ray used to count the W's out when I was saying mm. the wins or whatever. So, yeah, they got the double-digit wins in a row. Put together a good streak. Won the Big East. Won the regular season title. Like, they had the conference tournament at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? To, like, thanks to a weird thing. Because, yeah. I mean, they, they won the regular season Big East. They did deserve it. But it was right. the complete opposite of what it is this year. Yes. Because it was, they suck shit in the non-conference. <laughs> and then they kicked ass in the conference play. Right. You know, giving them a regular season crown. And it's the complete opposite this year. Right. You know? Yeah, it's a very strange situation. From a hitting perspective... What do you think is going on in their heads right now? Why do you think they've been so poor on Saturdays and Sundays the last two weekends? Especially after coming off of, I mean, I would argue Hayden Field has kind of ruined their approach a little bit because you can kind of just, like, throw the bat and the general direction at the plate and kind of knock one out of the park eventually. It's true. Um, with that idiotic ballpark. But um, that's I have, like, a home run, de- home run derby theory where, like, home run derbies are, you know tend to ruin guys as far as the rest of the season when they take all those swings. You keep using Xavier as that example. Okay. I think it was it was after Nebraska. Because it wasn't after Nebraska so, when they went to slump, for sure. Well, so, I mean, so you get a, a 10-1 lead at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. You win the game, what, 12-9? Yeah. 13-9? 12-9. And you, you, so you come off the weekend at Xavier where you just pound the fucking ball and then you do the same exact thing against Nebraska. So then... Maybe perhaps mentally, the team went. We have this hitting thing figured out. Okay. And the bullpen was a tire fire against Nebraska and Xavier and Xavier. Yeah. And then the bullpen's like, oh shit, we got to shore up. Okay. And we got to figure this out. So they did. They adjusted, and they <clears throat> they got better. It's like they just focused on pitching better innings. Mm. And then the offense, I think maybe there's a little bit of complacency. Maybe okay. just a little bit of complacency in, well, we just pounded the ball, we can do it again. And they didn't. And now it's kind of the, oh shit, we're kind of underwater. Because, like, I don't know, Haymarket isn't a, it's not a band box like Hayden is. No, absolutely not. But, I mean, I feel like it plays big sometimes. Yeah. Just at the bottom of the hill, just mm-hmm. like Hayden is. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like you can, you can drive the ball easily there if you're... You know, if you get some pitches to hit, if you get some things up in the zone, which there were a lot of pitches up in the zone in that Nebraska game. I mean, right. that, I mean, Watson had a tough time getting the ball down all day pretty much, and he got rocked. Um, and like I said, Xavier, you can hit lazy fly balls and they'll carry. So, like, yeah, it is a situation where playing at those two ballparks just takes you out of all the things that TD Ameritrade Park makes you do well as far as staying flat, driving the ball, um, trying not to lift it up, you know, into the wind and things like that, like, you probably could develop a lot of bad habits. And then when you come back to TD, you're hitting just, you know, it's weak contact, but it, it flew at the previous two parks you were at. Mm-hmm. But it's weak contact now, and it's not getting the job done. Right. So, yeah, you might be right that it's, they settled into an approach that wasn't sustainable for the six home games they had to play in league play after that. It's very interesting in that way because 
there are ballparks in the Big East that play nothing like this one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you can develop a lot of bad habits that can win you ball games on the road, and that's probably what Creighton's going to lean on here is the fact that they've played well away from home. But the bo- the bottom line is you have to take care of your home field. That's why they're going to miss. That's why they're likely going to miss the tournament because they did not take. They had Georgetown and Seton Hall as their two home series in Big East play. They went two and four. Yeah, it's not good enough. No, and I mean it was it was it was mistakes. Yeah, that ultimately cost them both series. Yeah, I mean yesterday walking walking around in. I mean, it hard to watch anybody all game. They walked five batters all game, four in that inning. Yeah, that cost them. It's huge. That cost them the win, pretty much. You know, you think like. And then today, they just could never get anything generated. Right. They never could get started. And once Seton Hall got anything on the board, it just killed them pretty much. It put them, it kind of put them into that, well, here we go again phase. Which is, I think that's probably the most strange thing that happened this weekend was that, you know, we've seen Creighton this year not play nine innings plenty of times, but they've found ways late to rally. Yeah. And they've, you know, they've been able to flip a different switch and go into a different gear and get to someone's bullpen and start lighting it up and look like a different team and win a game. Um, today was interesting in, the, in how it looked like they defeated themselves early. Correct. You know what yeah. I mean? It felt like when Seton Hall, you know, when that ball landed on the bleachers, um, I mean, <laughs> that felt like that was the game. I mean, it felt like Creighton didn't have an answer for that, even though it was only three runs at that point. Yeah. It felt like that felt insurmountable almost just because you just, it just, they just looked defeated at that point. Which is, I think, the most interesting part because this was a game that meant a lot. So you can't necessarily, if you come into it from the mindset of how important it is for your postseason lives, you can't, I, I guess, how do you let the first punch be the one that knocks you out? You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't you think that's that was a little strange the way, I don't want to say they folded, but it felt like they felt no, like I, it was, oh, it was happening again. I, I don't it, think it was necessarily the, the dog shot that it felt like, oh... The wind's out of the sails. There's no way they can win this. You think it was the, it was the first and third it's, one it's, out? It's yeah. the second inning. Yeah. You can't score a runner from third with one out. And yeah. if if you're going to have an inept offense, it's about it's a, a pretty good calling card of, oh, shit, this isn't working. Yeah. One out, runner, a lead run 90 feet away. Creighton had – Creighton only had twice – this weekend, runners on third with less than two outs, and they went over two. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. Seton Hall went three for. Seton Hall went three for six in that situation. Mm-hmm. And Seton Hall really, I mean, they came into the series with nothing to lose. They they have lots to play for. They're trying to keep pace with St. John's. They still have St. John's on the schedule. Yeah. So the fact that they're only a game back, the fact that they only dropped a game this weekend in the standings does not. That's perfect for them because they get to play for a league title. Essentially, they get to decide it because I think they play them next weekend. They play them next weekend. Yeah. Yeah, they host St. John's. Yeah, it's huge. So that's like for them to come out of here two and one. That's perfect for them. They're in a great spot right now. St. John's had, um, I think, who they play this week? They played out of out of league. I forgot who they were playing though. They Um, played. Yeah, it was. They were beating them up pretty good, but. Yeah, that's, I mean, Seton Hall, you can't argue with their results this weekend. And give credit to Billy Lane today. That's one of the best pitch games I've seen at this ballpark, you know. Between College World Series, Big East Tournament, that guy was lights out. Yeah. I think, what, 11 strikeouts over eight and a third? Yeah. He was, he finished with? He, he was very dominating. That, that's yeah. why it's so weird. Maybe that's just a... 77 strikes on 111 pitches. Maybe that's just a 
That's mind game. That's pretty Coach sharp. Shepherd plays, but I mean, I to have to have Shane McCarthy as your Friday guy, and have these. I mean, to have Devito as your Saturday guy. Yeah. And this guy. But Georgetown did that today. too. Georgetown works their rotation in reverse as well. Their best. That's guys, so weird. It is weird. Their yeah. best guy is on Saturday. It's it's very strange. The I think St. John's is a conventional rotation. They have Mooney going Fridays, and he's. Right. You know, one of the best in the league. Um, yeah, it is interesting the way Seton Hall juggled that rotation. It was almost like, I mean, Mark Hartley pitches on Friday anyway, and he's a veteran, so you figure you trust him in that situation. But I mean, it felt like if Creighton, if Seton Hall was okay with losing any game this weekend, Creighton on Friday was the one they were okay with losing. Yes, losing to Tappany wasn't the one they were necessarily worried about. If they got Tappany, I, Creighton was in trouble. Right. I mean, they lost the series anyway, but if, if Creighton doesn't win on Friday, <laughs> they're uphill the rest of the series for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then we're talking about, I mean, next year, pretty much. Yeah, essentially. There's, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no way they can. Yeah. I mean, with seven league wins, the at most seven league wins, there's no way they're getting in the tournament with that. So you don't think they're making the Big East tournament? I don't think so. Okay. And based on... Does anything else matter then? I mean... Playing baseball. I mean, just... They're having fun, They're having a good time at the old ball yard, you know, just tossing the old white pearl. <laughs> but there's no salvage. There's no way. There's no salvaging anything. No, in, in terms of if they beat Nebraska, because Nebraska is probably. I think was well, was Nebraska beating. I think Nebraska was beating Maryland today. So if Nebraska yeah, gets, yeah. if Nebraska gets hot and like turns into a top 100 team, Cal's still in the top 100 right now. If they win four, those four games, you know. They'll, their non-conference will look really good. Right. So is there any salvaging at this point? Like, I guess, what percentage chance would you put on it that Creighton, if they handled their business out of conference, sweep Villanova, and just miss out on the Big East tournament, that they've done enough to keep playing baseball after May's over? Are you – what are you talking about? NCAA so regionals. Is there any chance? Is there any chance of that at all? No. no. Okay. Are you kidding me? I, I'm, I was just seeing where you were going. So you're so the season ended then today. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. That's interesting. Well, I mean, it ends against Cal. If they don't make the Big East tournament. No, I mean, yeah, exactly. So you're you're essentially saying it's over because you don't think they will make the Big East tournament. Right. I think okay. this it actually might be the best thing for the program. How come? Uh, because they've made the Big East tournament every single year. And they have yet to win it, right? Yeah, they they. Why would it be good to miss it then? I don't know because they get the season on a win. Is that what you're saying? No, if they keep if they keep making it to the Big East tournament and getting kicked out, maybe taking a year off. You know, you can, you know, maybe go go to Europe. You know, do some backpacking. You know, kind of find yourself. Oh no! And then you know, come back. Are we at this point of the podcast already? It, yeah, we're 38 minutes in. Usually, you yeah, wait a little are. longer. Yeah, I usually um, wait till 45. But yeah. You know, I mean, maybe maybe it's not such a bad thing. I mean, to kind of sit out and watch it, as opposed to being a part of it and then just getting booted out and not make the regional regardless. I mean, I know it's like, well, you want to play for that opportunity, but I mean, if if you if you were unsuccessful the year before, like maybe missing it isn't the the worst thing in the world. It gives no, it, it's pretty bad. I don't think so. I'm telling you, go back to the five year thing again. If I told you the Big East was going to be this much of an obstacle for baseball. Yeah, you wouldn't understand how, and I don't think. And the and the other the other part of that is, after five years, I'm still not under. I'm still not sure I can answer how. Right? If I told you five years ago, 
the Big East is going to the Creighton will not make a regional in baseball in the first five years. You'll be like, what? And then if I told you, and then if I told you now, if we fast forward five years and you see it as a reality, you won't be able to explain how. The only year you'll be able to explain is the first year when they didn't have a double elimination title game. Right. You know what I mean? Because you felt like yeah. Graydon would have eventually. Would yeah, have had, they had enough. They had more left than Xavier, who had to play their way through the losers brackets. Yes, yes, you know what I mean? Hate fucking thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what We're I mean. We're gonna take all championship. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but I mean, when you think about that, that's the only one you can explain away. The other ones, you felt like Creighton just didn't play well when they needed to. Right. So. But you won't be able to explain how how the Big East has been as much of an obstacle as it has been. Do you think you can? Uh, Styles of player are obviously different. Yeah, way different. I mean, almost everybody plays small ball in Missouri Valley. Right. I mean, some part of it. But there, is have, an, there is an identity to it. Yeah, you yes. don't have a, a children's field to travel to every other year. Right. You know, to play baseball. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think, th- coaching wise, I think in the in the Missouri Valley there were a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more maturity, a lot more. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Old people coaching those ball teams. That's what and, you're trying to say. I were you trying like, to say old people? Yeah. Oh, okay. I feel like Big East now. I felt like you weren't trying to say old people. It's trending. Did. It's starting to trend towards a bunch of young people. But okay, let me go back to my point that I was trying to make about you know not should I let not you know going. You? Yeah. Okay. You All right. Uh, not going to the Big East tournament this year could be a good thing for Creighton because it's like, what would that be good for? Hold on, let, let me let me just give you a little analogy. Okay. Let's say that throughout, let, let's say that you went to high school for six years. Okay. You know, I mean, you failed some classes. You know, they went, <laughs> but every year you were invited to prom, but you never got laid. Like you kept going to prom, you had a terrible time, and you wouldn't. Do get you know laid where this analogy is going? Yes. All right. And so then you get to your, your, your sixth year, and you get invited to prom again. And then maybe you're like, well, f- you know, I'm not, I'm not having a good time at this thing. Why would I go? So then you just sit at home, and then, you know, you smoke, like, a black and mild, and drink, you know, some beers, and you're like, well, this is way better. All right. Yeah. And then you realize... But then you want to go to prom the next year. That's what helped. Right, exactly, exactly. Then, then seventh, oh, so year, seventh year high school, you're like, boom, I'm 21, I'm going to prom because uh, I know okay. I can get people But do you get, do you get laid in your seventh year at prom? As uh, a 21 year old who's, you know, you're probably, now it's now we're talking like statutory. <laughs> it depends on what the recruits at high school look like. Oh my god. That was a horrendous analogy. That was a great analogy. You didn't know where that was ending. Yes, I did. But you want to go to the prom. I talked that entire thing through. So you want to go to prom in your seventh year after missing it in your sixth, is what you're saying. Well, it, 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 and not only do you want to go to prom, you want to like finally seal the deal and like move on with your life. Correct. Which is what. The analogy you would make with Creighton. Not only do they want to make the Big East tournament after missing it a year, they want to win the whole thing and go to the regionals, which they haven't done for now six years. Right. Five years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That doesn't work. I, I, like, I don't know. Just, you know, sit, sit one out. Just, just sit it out. <laughs> What's no. the point? What's the point? <laughs> because you... You know, I mean, look, I'm, I'm looking at it this Well, first of all, the point <laughs> is... Uh, the ballpark they're playing at, Creighton apparently is tailor-made for that thing because fly balls just jump. And this is uh, clearly now what we've seen is a fly ball hitting team relentlessly. So that the ballpark actually like fit their style all of a sudden. The style they've right. kind of accidentally stumbled into of being a fly ball team all of a sudden. 
because they can't get the ball on the ground when they need it anymore. That's that's how with runner on third and one out, a ground ball scores, and they weren't able to do it either time. Yep. That used to be like easy money right there for Creighton. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. It's like no. vintage in service kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. But that hasn't happened now. So this year they want to make the Big East tournament because it's at a ballpark where they can hit a bunch of fly balls and they'll carry. True, but you they're, probably, they're probably best suited offensively to play at that ballpark. But but you have no idea where they're going to be playing the Big East tournament next year. That's true. So it could be in an even smaller stadium. How could you possibly find a smaller stadium? Oh, oh boy. There might not. That might not exist. <laughs> They'll build one. <laughs> They're gonna build a, a new ball yard no. solely for the Big East tournament, and it's gonna be like two fifteen down the lines, and then like five forty out in straightaway center. Oh, you're out of control, man. <laughs> now you know what. You know what? Actually, you know, I'm actually going the other direction now because I think Creighton, the way the schedule sets up, the fact that they get Villanova last, they they'll sweep Villanova and go eight and nine, and I think Georgetown will get screwed out of that spot because they'll play one more game and lose one more game than Creighton. Really, I do. I think, I think I think I think I think it'll be. Per- I think they'll get in. I think they'll get in by percentage points, and like the whole Big East will again. Okay, and it, it'll be something we can laugh about. How silly Big East baseball is with the seven team shenanigans, and like percentage points getting like Creighton won the league title because of percentage points. Right. They'll get in the Big East tournament because of percentage points. They yeah. lost the they lost the regional bid oh five years ago because of a single. Like it's gonna the Big East. Baseball will be a never-ending, like, oh, my God, are you serious? Like, it's always going to be like that. So this year, Creighton will benefit from it by going 8-9 and nine and getting in over percentage points over a Georgetown team that took two out of three. And had they played the same amount of games, would have had a tiebreaker, but they won't have it because of percentage points. It won't even be a tiebreaker. Yeah. It won't be necessary because Creighton will have a better record by percentage. And do you know what's going to happen at that? Creighton will win the Big East tournament. Yes, exactly. At the, at the ballpark <laughs> I'm talking about, yes. They're tailor-made to hit dongs every day at that place, multiple ones, and they'll, they'll win it, and they'll go to the regionals. Dude, and then everybody's like, what happened to this team? We should, we should go. I'm not going to that ballpark. You're not going to go to the Big East Baseball No. Mm-hmm. I'm not going I, I kind of want to. Just so I'll go to regionals. Just so I can get you a fight with Billy O'Connor. <laughs> Like I feel like I don't think you'll win. Like I feel like he's ready to fight you. It's I know. A, you're like his you're like his mortal enemy that he's been waiting years for to get a chance to see. Yeah, especially since Trent Estelle is gone. Yeah. That's Xavier's head coach right there. He does not like Alex for some reason. No. Well we know the reason. Yeah, well, we know. It's not for some reason, it's for multiple reasons that we know. But we're like, aware of. Like I feel like there's gonna be a, like a cracker barrel or something, like relatively close to this ballpark. And I'm gonna go to it after like one of the because that's where they, they, that's where they that's, eat. Yeah. That's where Xavier baseball loves to go. <laughs> Crack it. Yeah, it's, it's the whitest restaurant on the face of the planet. That fits. Oh, my God. Let's talk and about so, Nebraska. No, no, hold on. And so I'm, I'm going to go to that restaurant on accident. Okay. And Bill O'Connor's going to be there. And he's, he's going to take me out to the parking lot. He's going to kick the shit. I don't think he's going to know gonna you're die. there, though. You're going to know he's there. He won't know what you look like. No, he knows what I look like. Does he really? Yeah, because last year after the Big East tournament here, uh-huh. like I went down and I was going to go talk to James Green or whatever from Big East and like tell him like, you know, th- thanks for everything. This is cool. Um, thanks for actually letting me in the building. Yeah. Because <laughs> was iffy. He was. And so I was walking was down. And it was, so it was after Xavier won. So I was walking down. I was walking down in, like towards the dugout. Like I started walking up the tunnel. tunnel and like four Xavier players were like, 
you want to write some more fucking articles about us? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, do you guys have those hanging up on your, in your locker room or something? Oh, my God. Yeah. That was brutal. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's really... But that was, that was the year before when they were playing up in, like, outside of Baltimore. And yeah, Irvine Park in Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aberdeen, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and like all those Xavier players, when they beat Creighton, they just flooded my mentions on Twitter. Yep, I remember. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 what have I done? Yeah, it's okay. The park still sucks. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Nebraska for a little bit, because okay. obviously it's a big game every time it happens. But Creighton's already won the series. Do they get the sweep? Um Will they be, I mean, are they going to use it to kind of springboard themselves into, like, you know, get some confidence back um, at the dish? I mean, they've obviously hit well against Nebraska. We've seen that, but they're not hitting well right now. No. So will Nebraska be a get-right game type of deal? UNO might be one, obviously, if they don't yeah, I think play you, against Nebraska. I think but. UNO more so than Nebraska okay. will be the get-right game. Because you're playing at work. you know Erstad's going to come up here with like, with, like, just covered in flames. He's going to be so hot to win that one tomorrow. Oh, my God. Like, so, yeah, I mean, he's not. He's gonna do whatever he needs to do to not get swept by Creighton. I mean, you know, it much. means a lot. Yeah, yeah. But who do you? I, like, I just thought of this. Who do you pitch if you're Creighton? That's what I mean. Like, I don't know what they. I don't know what what you use for arms. I'm assuming Denson Hall is the first option. Right. But that's not gonna. I don't think that Maybe. lasts long because it's. You know, the, the strike zone is everybody you would start has issues with consistently finding the strike zone. Like, it dances right. around. They'll have good innings and bad innings and things like that. So, I mean, it's one of those things where I don't know if there's a reliable arm that you want to use because you know how important Villanova will be. You want to save everybody, even as fresh as possible for that. So, I mean, there is going to be... Nebraska's probably the only game where you can use guys because you don't want to use them on Wednesday against UNO. Right. Because then you'll burn them out for sure. Yeah, but, I mean, Denson hasn't been pitching... <laughs> all that well, right? Yeah, I, know, I get you. So it's no, it's a tough call. Or do you start like Ian Evans? Because all right, so Nebraska, you already know they struggle with lefties because they struggle against you know Preston Church, which is probably why Denson will get the call. So Denson's going to get the call, and then you have Grant Springer for eighty more pitches after him. I know. Inning. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. You have to be really delicate with yeah. who you use and how long you use them. Yeah, because the bullpen was extended this weekend. It wasn't extended like they did. It's not like the starters yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't go long into games, but the guys that they use out of the bullpen were extended. Their best arms. You know, Bobby Comitas, yep. Jonah Smith, Grant Springer all went multiple innings. They went into three, right? Yeah. Then they all pitched two plus. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and so then, like. Even then, you, you still had Mitch Boyer who pitched right. today. But I mean, he didn't throw a lot of pitches. But he threw twice this weekend. Right. So, exactly. yeah, you're. Those are the. So, those you're, are the guys. You have three guys arms. that are hot, and Mitch, you've relied on all season. Those are the four guys you know right now at this point in time. You feel like those are reliable arms in the bullpen. So you want to do whatever you need to do to not make sure you don't tax them for Villanova, which is the important, the three important games this weekend. Are they, is it though? I think so, yeah, because you've already won the series against Nebraska. That one doesn't necessarily matter anymore. And if you're, like I said, I just looked at a scenario where Creighton makes the biggest tournament and wins the thing. So, yeah, Villanova's huge. Yeah. Sweeping that series. I don't know, because like, I feel like even you listening right now, I'm guessing your name is John, John, even you could pitch a complete game no-hitter against Why'd Villanova. You, who's listening right now? John. John's listening to this podcast. Who is that? It's John. I don't think... How do you know there's a... You know there's a John listening right now? I, 
Yes, absolutely. Can just you see because it? it's a rent because it's in a popular name or what? Yeah, can you see it? He's wearing glasses. I can't see him. No, he's got kind of the. the no slick. one's listening. We're the only ones listening to this right now. We're recording it as we go along. This isn't live. This is. No right. one's listening to this right now. We're not taking calls. No. Oh shit! I we haven't taken one call this whole time. Hold on, I get text from Bob. Why? Is she, has she been trying to call me this whole yeah, time? She's been trying to. I gave her the phone I, number. You should, I would have told you before the thing started that we can't accept calls. Yeah. Only I, tweets, I, only angry tweets or yeah. texts. Because I, I told her, because I, I told my mom, I was like, call in. Uh, Numbers 911. Just tell them that you're in severe danger. You might need to go observe that situation. She's probably in trouble now. Oh, no. 911 oh, no. that's the police number. That's it. It's emergency. Oh. God, you're right. Yeah. Oh, shit. So your mom's in jail now for prank calling the cops. So, yeah, he has to go deal with that. I think we'll wrap up the podcast because he has to go. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. You want to do another one after UNO or do you just want to let it ride? Why don't we do one after both Nebraska and UNO? Both Nebraska and UNO? Yeah. I don't know what we could possibly talk about. Oh, we can come up with something. But, no, the next podcast will be after... Nebraska. No, it'll be after Cal. And there'll be one after UNO. After Cal. We're not doing Nebraska UNO. So, uh, you're going to Those have games to, don't matter. They literally don't. You're going to have a new podcast up in SoundCloud and also on your iTunes. I think it's like Apple Podcasts or whatever yeah. app if you have an Apple phone. Uh, you're going to be able to find those both on Tuesday and Wednesday night. You will not find... You'll be able to find this one on those Tuesday and Wednesday night. Look, this is my podcast, right? It's our podcast. Okay, so... I'm, guys, it's my phone we're recording this on. Yeah. I thought that was my phone. I could delete this whole thing right now. You, you really shouldn't. Talk about, when we talk about having power earlier, I have ultimate power over this recording. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to do one. So everyone listening, we're going to do one on Tuesday. We're not doing Wednesday. one on Tuesday and Wednesday. Maybe Tuesday since we'll be at TD. Ooh, uh, I just got to bring this up real quick. Uh, just a quick little plug. Uh, LeBron James better than Michael Jordan. Oh, my God. Heaven. All right, everyone. Have a good... Uh, have a good rest of your weekend. We will talk to you Tuesday, sometime. Wednesday we will night. not talk to you Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> Maybe Tuesday, okay? Hey, Butler just won weekend series against Xavier. They just did they finish playing the game? Or yeah, did they, they did. They did? Yeah, they finished Oh, it. man, I thought they were going to be in baseball that thing for a minute. <laughs> they finished one inning. <laughs> good for them. <laughs> they used probably like $150 yeah. for the product to put on the field. <laughs> so but, so what is the, what are the biggest things like before we cut people off here? Let's see. Uh, okay, so we got St. John's. They're at eleven and one in conference, the cream of the crop. And you got Seton Hall right below them at ten and two. They'll play next weekend, so that'll be shook up a little bit. Ten and two, nine and two, right? Ten and two. Ten and two. Okay. Yeah, twelve games. I don't know. Twelve three yeah. game series. Yeah, but some of them get banged. Though. Four series. Well, they come in here at eight and one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So ten and two, Georgetown is seven and five. Seven and five. Butler is now six and five. And they they have Butler's like Creighton. They'll have one. They'll have seventeen games at most. Right. Because that one got snowed out. Yep. And they got Creighton at five and nine, and Xavier five and ten, and the almighty Villanova Wildcats at zero and twelve. <laughs> They're at eight and thirty two on on the year. Around. Everyone talks about Villanova being so good and like. They don't realize how much men's basketball is carrying that athletic department. I think they're really good at track and field. They're okay at women's basketball, okay at volleyball. They're really bad at everything else. Yeah. Because the current softball team just swept them, too. Oh, like 30 to nothing, almost. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) So, yeah. So, what's... uh, So, Creighton is... What is that? One in the last column? Four in the... 
four in the loss column, one in the win column. What is that? Three and a half? Two and a half games, right? Yep. So they're two and a half games out of fourth place with three games to play. Oh, baby. That's <laughs> <laughs> the fever. Wow. I did not picture that at all. This will be Creighton's first losing season in the Big East. Yeah, I think you started off the podcast saying that. It's, well, that's crazy to think that that's like a reality. Like I said, the five-year thing. If I told you that the Big East would be this... I mean, I won't say the Big East has bad baseball, like a bunch of bad baseball teams. Like, they have teams that are capable of winning games. Like, But I don't think, <laughs> I think the obstacle was going to be what I expected it to be. I think I'm a little surprised um, at how much trouble certain teams have given the Jays. And now, like, Seton Hall's usually been a get-right team. Like, they've, you know... Uh, John Panta was texting during the game. He's like, is Seton Hall better this year or is Creighton worse? And I think the answer is Creighton's worse at the little things that used to make the difference in this series with Seton Hall. You know, they just did all the little things better. They were a little bit better defensively. They were a little bit better on the mound. And they were just a little bit better at, you know, hitting in situations where runners in scoring position. This weekend, that all changed. That was all – every single one of those categories was in Seton Hall's dugout. Yes. So I think, and I don't think Seton Hall necessarily got better at those. I think they just are what they are still. But I think Creighton's a little bit worse at, I think they're just a little bit worse defensively than Seton Hall, a little bit worse on the mound, and a little bit worse at driving runs in when they have opportunities to score runs. So yeah, I mean, it's, like it's, just, it's marginal. Like, a, Creighton didn't get whipped this weekend, you know, when you look at it. Like, they had a chance to win all three games and they only got one, but they had a chance to win all three. And I think it's just Seton Hall's is a little bit marginally better in all the areas of the game, and that's what made the difference this weekend, especially on the mound. Like that was, I don't think yeah, Creighton was bad. I thought I mean, starting pitching and bullpen for Creighton were really good. Seton Hall's was just a little bit better. Yeah, that's just the bottom line. So it's not like disaster time. It's not like this is a bad Creighton team. That's what's the weird part about it. Yeah. So. So so basically, what we're telling you, Creighton fans, we're listening <laughs> to this right now. I don't think uh, you're going to interpret this message well at all. I feel like you're driving this off the track. Buy oh, no. plane tickets. And the fact that you didn't respond to that, it means you are. To Philadelphia. Why? To go watch. Creighton. It's a city park. Shh. You know how many fans would go out there and not Man, be able to? Man, you're interrupting. Oh, sorry. And I really don't appreciate it. Clearly not. My feelings are hurt right now. Go on. Because you would do something as rude as interrupt me anyway. as I'm making a plea anyway. to Creighton Blue Jay Nation. Why would you want them to go out there? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, go, go out there and see what a real Big East ballpark looks like. Go buy tickets. They I don't know, know if they charge admission. They don't need to leave TD to know what a Big East ballpark looks like. But if you have a couple hundred dollars laying around and you, you're like, I want to waste this and have a terrible experience, go to Philly this weekend and go see what a real Big East baseball park looks like. Have you, seen, have you seen Avengers Infinity War yet? No. Everybody go see that instead. Have a good weekend. <laughs>